Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Our number two of Sharp Money is live from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio. Back with Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, producer behind the glass. We got a lot of baseball on right now. And not only that, Amal, we're under 50 days from the start of NFL. You're, you're doing the countdown more for college football because that is a couple weeks prior. Uh, so things are heating up. We got some college football to talk about because there are most bets over and under win totals this hour. We'll talk about, we'll talk about buy or sell MLB trade deadline still to come. So a fun hour that kicks off with our guy, Josh Applebaum. You see him on a couple of different podcasts on the VEASAN feed all over VEASAN as a, our, our, one of our prime sports betting analysts. Good to see you, Josh VEASAN morning, daily bets, market insights pod, sir. Countdown for you. You're already, I mean, you're already locked in looking to bet preseason. So I shouldn't say 49 days. It's more like uh, two weeks for you, right? No, you're exactly right, Ben and Amal. It's great to see you. So unbelievably, you know, I didn't, I knew the hall of fame game was coming up here quick guys, but got a little email today from my buddy, John Ewing at BetMGM sending us the updated stats and numbers for the hall of fame game. And you know what guys, I got to play for you. This is officially my first bet here of the NFL season. I think right now, obviously we're looking at a lot of futures bets, win totals, stuff like that, but we have an actual game here coming up shortly. It's August 3rd. Uh, we have the jets playing the Cleveland Browns. Currently the Browns are a minus one and a half point favorite total in the this game is 33 and a half, but guys, my angle here is to take the under and I'm jumping on this under 33 and a half right now. I've seen this movie before. Typically you see in the hall of fame game, a lot of unders come through for betters. If you look just historically guys, since uh, 2007, the unders eight and five in the hall of fame game, 62%. But when you have a quote unquote high total in the hall of fame game, which would be 33 or higher. Remember 33. You're never going to see that in a regular season game, but all fame game. Typically you see these lower scoring games because of the way it's played. But uh, when the total is 33 or more since 07, that under is eight and two 80% overall. And it really speaks to the way the coaches handled this game. As you guys know, really at this point of the year, defenses are ahead of offenses. Offenses are all about timing. Uh, you don't really have a lot of, um, you know, star players playing. A lot of these guys sit, you have very vanilla offenses. You run the ball a lot. You chew up the clock. So kind of the way it's played. And you see a lot of these, you know, guys in the second half who really are never going to play in an NFL game, their third, fourth, fifth stringers here. Uh, what I like is that not only historically do you see the under uh, be a smart bet, uh, you know, in the past, but also these early betting percentages guys at DraftKings currently you're getting 67% of bets, 97% of the money on this under, under 33 and a half. And my angle here is, you know, Hey, if you wait too long, uh, oftentimes what you'll see is, you know, give it a week, give it a, a few days before the game. We might see this thing get steamed down to 32, 31, 30. That's historically what we've seen uh, in recent years. So we, if we have a really good bet split and the only people who are betting this game right now, guys are, uh, I would assume, you know, sharps or people who have mapped out this game, have their own projection on the game, feel like they have an edge. So I'm going under 33 and a half right now, guys, hoping this thing falls. And also little nugget here. Favorites do very well in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, straight up on the money line, favorites are five and zero oh, the last five. 
They're 11 and four the last 15. And currently the Browns are only getting 17% of bets, but almost 60% of the money. So I'm going to wait and see if the Browns, I want to see them guys tick up minus one and a half up to minus two. I want the market to kind of mm-hmm. solidify and further. Let me know that smart money's on the favorite here, but favorites unders. This has been my bread and butter for the hall of fame game in years past. I'm doing the same thing uh, for this hall of fame game, but give me the under 33 and a half right now. I'm hoping this thing falls uh, as we get closer to, uh, to kick off. Yeah. The trivia for you all. You remember what happened the last time a team with Aaron Rodgers as its projected starting quarterback was in the hall of fame game. I think it was canceled due to yes, field conditions. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I will be on a lake uh, drinking a beer at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, August 3rd. That's all I know. Josh Good and I for you, will, Ben. Yeah, Josh and I will be watching the Actually, first of all. Like, yeah, me and come, I'll be sweating it. Well, I want to say, first of all, congratulations to uh, Josh. He's getting married, I believe, what, on the 30th of July? That's right, Amal. We're wow. 10 days away. I've sweat a lot of games. This is the ultimate sweat, though. I'm, I'm dripping every day we get closer here, so I'm a yeah. little nervous. No, you shouldn't be nervous because let me tell you something. I, there's certain things I don't understand in life. When people go, I'm nervous about getting married. Well, if you're nervous, then you're probably not marrying the right person, but you spoke very highly of your fiance Elise. So to me, I don't think it should be a problem. I think you'll do well. You're a great guy, and I wish you and her all the best. I won't be here next Thursday, so I just wanted to wish you guys all the best in your future endeavors and uh, your future life together. But I love your play here, and I want I want to go back to this play for a minute here, Ben, because Josh is absolutely right. This number, I have a feeling, will creep down to about 31 or 30 and a half by kickoff. So if you're going to bet this, Josh has given this play out two weeks in advance, a good opportunity to jump on this one. This number is not going to go up. It's probably going to come down. Now, it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. Here's the other thing to keep in mind. One thing that's very important when you're betting the preseason, Josh, and you know this, looking at who the backup quarterbacks are and where the competition is. We know Rodgers is going to be the starter. Zach Wilson's on this team. But you're going to see Tim Boyle and Chris Stravler uh, potentially play. But you've got DTR and Kellen Mond who are fighting for that third roster spot in Cleveland. So I, I think Josh brings up a great point. If you don't like the total and you're not a totals player, Josh, to me the Browns might be another angle to look at. You just referenced it. And I would lay the minus one. 20 no reason to lay a point and a half i'm right there with you Maul. and by the way you're a scholar a gentleman and a wise guy i appreciate that uh <laughs> those well wishes there Maul. but you're totally right and i think this is also kind of a test case guys for us as betters getting back into the swing of football and you know i gave you those percentages 67 percent bets 97 percent money on the under but again remember when this game gets closer and closer you start to see you know all the previews on espn and people get excited for football then the public's going to kind of get those public tendencies again, wanting to bet overs, wanting to root for points. But again, the style of the matchup really benefits toward the under. And then also, Amal, you said something really important here, knowing the coaches, knowing the quarterbacks. I like looking for information-based bets in the preseason. And this is the only time of year where the coaches are literally going to come out and tell you exactly what they're doing. So if Andy Reid says, yeah, Mahomes, Kelsey, these guys, they're going to get one series and then they're done. That's very important. Maybe you look at a, uh, a betting against the the Chiefs, or if he says they're going to play the first half, maybe you make a first half bet. Remember, wise guys. I think there's a, a public sentiment of you can't bet preseason. You're a degenerate. You know what? What are you doing? This is all a coin flip. There's no reason to bet it. I completely disagree. This is the time of year when the coaches tell you what they're doing, and if you can jump on these numbers quick and not really isolate kind of the edge, I think it's a good money maker to get yourself prepared for the regular season. Yeah, Ben, I want to go back to Josh's point about betting the preseason. He's absolutely right. This is a great opportunity. So many people are just cavalier and flippant and say, oh, no, there are so many games where you wind up with a 40 to 10 score in the preseason that you would never get during the regular season. Josh is absolutely right. If you pay attention to teams, look, teams like Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, teams that don't have to worry about anything in the preseason, they don't have open competitions for a majority of their positions, so they're going to be fine. They're going to be locked in looking towards the regular season. Josh, I thought you brought up a great point that too many people overlook the preseason. At the end of the day, whether you make a bet in the regular season, the preseason, if you're confident going to the window to make the bet, then you should be confident enough to be able to sit there and say, hey, I like this for reasons X, Y, and Z, and go for it. I'm right there with you, Maul. Real one, one quick uh, as well thing I always look toward is you mentioned it, money line versus spread. Now, uh, does it make a big difference? Obviously, uh, on a larger number, you know, we don't want to lay big money lines. We, we're going to go mostly with spreads just because there's too much liability. But when you get to these spreads that are one and a half, two and a half, to me, it's anything like three or less. I'm always going to money line uh, these favorites here because the other thing is you're going to get a lot of backup kickers, guys who probably won't even make it in the NFL miss kicks. There's there, you know, fumbled snaps. You get a lot of sloppy play uh, oftentimes early in the NFL season. So keep an eye out on the short numbers. Again, if you're going Browns, I'm leaning Browns. As of now, I just want to yep. see the market move to minus two. I'm going money line. As you mentioned them all, I'm not going to screw around with a one point win. I lose my one and a half. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, Ben, you look at right now, the money lines at minus minus one twenty. the game line at minus one and a half is minus minus one ten. for 10 cents. 
you're getting a point and a half. It doesn't make any sense. This yes. is where sometimes when you look at the betting numbers and some of the futures markets, you go, where the hell do these people come up with the math? I, I mean, yeah. seriously, it does. It makes zero logical sense. What it, this Josh number should be around 130, 135. If you have a point and a half, if you're buying for every 10 cents, a half a point. That's why I think, uh, Ben, this would be the more sure. prudent play on the money Absolutely. line. Absolutely. The, the point, too, about the players you are seeing in, yeah. in uh, preseason. I remember going to a game uh, where Engel Martin was uh, had got three quarters of quarterback. The great Furman <laughs> Paladin, Engel Martin himself. Uh, Josh, Josh Applebaum joining us, by the way, here on Sharp Money. Give him a follow at Josh underscore insights. It is also a big uh, baseball time of year, Josh, with the, uh, the trade deadline approaching some games still to come, even though a lot of day games are already underway. You're looking at an AOS matchup tonight. Astros and A's begin a four-game set. J.P. France for Houston and Hogan Harris there for, uh, for the Oakland A's. What's the angle here tonight? So my angle is go with Houston guys. I know it's probably chalky. It's probably obvious here. I think Adam Burke who did a great breakdown in his daily article on a daily basis. He was looking at the run line here. If you want to cut this thing almost in half minus one and a half minus one thirty, I'm not going to argue with that either. This was a bet for me early morning on the morning bets pod to go Astros. I got the Stros at around minus one. I think minus one eighty five, minus one ninety. We're seeing this line continue to tick up in favor of Houston. They open as low as minus one seventy five, minus one eighty. Now we're showing minus two hundred. Again, as always, shop around, get the best number, but I'm seeing books even higher, like minus 210, minus 215. Uh, but really, what I like about this one, a couple of things going on, guys. One pitching matchup, JP France has been pretty good this year, four and three, 3.31 ERA, but he's actually been even better on the road, 2.18 ERA. Hogan Harris, the lefty going for Oakland, just two and three, 6.51 ERA. He's made two starts in July. He has an ERA over 12. The Astros really rake against lefties. They're 16 and 10 this year against lefties, 62%. They're 19 and 11 inside the division, 63%. But here's the one little nugget, guys, that keep paying attention. I know it's just an auto bet to bet against Oakland. They're so terrible. When the Oakland A's play a team who made the playoffs last year, they're just seven and 37. So if you flip it the other way, if you're a playoff team and you're facing the A's, these playoff teams really uh, kind of, you know, don't mess around. They beat the A's 37 and seven. That's an 84% win rate. Uh, and Houston is six and zero straight up here or head to head against the Oakland A's this year. So again, I'm not going to outsmart it. If the A's beat me again, I uh, had them yesterday. Bayo let me down. I'll tip my yeah. cap, but I got to take Houston here, guys. This is a play to me, whether you'll spread or money line. It's an Astros play. Yep, Lo- Love to see that. Uh, Josh already getting a move up to a lot of books now, minus 210 or greater. And in our final 30 seconds, Real quick, you do have an NBA play, a WNBA play for us today. What do you like in Lynx and Sparks? I do have a play here, guys. Real quick, a money line here on the Lynx. Daniel Alvari wrote a great write-up here on VEASAN.com, and I, I totally agree with her. And at a WNBA, we've seen really line moves being very important because they're driven by respected bettors. The public doesn't really bet WNBA. We did see the Lynx open as low as minus one and a half. Now they're up to minus, two, I think, two and a half, even three, three and a half at some shops. A lot of steam here on the Lynx, guys. And what Amal mentioned with the football game, same thing here. I'm not going to mess around with the spread. Give me the minus 165 on the money line. A lot of injuries here for the Sparks. I got the links to win here at home. Fingers crossed. Me and Daniel sweating the same yep. side. I like that. So, uh, Sparks have lost six in a row. Good spot. This team has struggled on the road this year. LA has. Good spot for Minnesota here. Josh, all the best to you and Elise. I appreciate it, guys. Where's Patrick Maher? Someone give him a wellness check. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, it's the month of July, Josh. You're not new here. You should know where Patrick is in the month of July. We'll come back. Thanks to Josh Applebaum. Talk a little most bet and unders and overs in college football right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. Oracle.com strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VSIN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds you might hear. You could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You could even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral because if you drive over the speed limit, you could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you, paid for by NHTSA. A big thanks to Josh Applebaum for stopping by the show here on Sharp Money. Again, give him a follow at Josh underscore Insights, host of our VEASAN Morning Daily Bets and Market Insights podcast. We had to talk some more uh, college football win totals and all. It's been a fun week with uh, previewing, previewing teams to do because you know every single one of them. So hey, I ben, always enjoy this. Ben, don't ask questions you already know the answer I, uh, to. <laughs> Let's go. Fair, fair. Come on. Very fair. Well, we're looking, interestingly enough, getting some uh, some data from who have been the most bet to the over, most bet to the under. So this yeah. is always fascinating just to look at it's public perception where sure. where the general betting market and public is on certain teams. So we'll throw out first just the the overall teams, the top five to the over, top five to the under from BetMGM so far. Getting this data, uh, we already talked. If you missed it, go back uh, in the archive because we talked pretty extensively about the Big Twelve yesterday. And one of the five teams of them all is Kansas State being bet to the over. You can find them at DraftKings eight and a half over plus one forty, which is the one I love out of the Big Twelve. Yeah. So uh, those are ones you and I both really like. Texas nine and a half. You said yesterday your quote was, "This is their conference to win." This was right there in front of them for for Steve Sarkeesian in Texas here. So those were a couple of the most bet overs. Uh, but I want to get to a team in the Big Ten we have not mentioned yet over these last couple of weeks together. That is the Iowa Hawkeyes, who are at eight and a half win total at least at BetMGM, even money to the over. They made the interesting decision, and I only say interesting just because it shouldn't be a surprise in, in the uh, in the world of the some, some nepotism you sometimes see in college football and in other things. But Brian Ferentz is back as offensive coordinator despite a completely anemic offense in 2022. 25th season now for head coach Kirk Ferentz. Brian Ferentz, seventh year as OC. And how big of a adjustment do you believe will actually happen offensively despite all the good things that have been said in the offseason and all of the adjustments that Brian Ferentz claims to have made? This was a Hawkeye offense that set football back about 100 years a season ago. Well, as a out-and-out spokesperson against Kirk Ferentz, I don't cry any tears the fact that Brian Ferentz is their OC. I look forward to the Hawkeyes having another 7-5 and five year with Cade McNamara, the Michigan transfer under center. He's terrible. And, you know, I know all these people go, oh, Ferentz has done a nice job. But let me tell you something. You guys must have missed the Hayden Fry era. He had that team ranked number one in the country, okay? <laughs> yeah. the Hayden Fry could flat out coach, and he was in the same location. Last time I checked, they didn't move the school. And this Hawkeyes team will do okay because the Big Ten West is not particularly great. They open with Utah State. Then they've got the Cyhawks series against Iowa State, but this time in Ames. I think Matt Campbell's team will be ready for that one. they got to go to State College. That should probably be about a 12-10 Penn State win. It's a game where you look up and you go, why is Penn State not up by three scores? Some reason the Hawkeyes Hawkeyes always seem to play them tough. Um, I think Sparty's down this year, so an opportunity there. Uh, you've got Purdue at home in back-to-back weeks. At Camp Randall, um, the, and then at Nebraska in the rivalry game, they do, they got a great schedule. I, I, you're at Camp Randall October 14th. Your next road game is November 24th against Nebraska. Remember, Big Red went into Iowa City last year and knocked off the Hawkeyes. And I think Matt Rule's team is going to be better. That Again, like I said, if you're not from that part of the country, you may not be aware. Great rivalry. Mm-hmm. Seven and five, good year for this team. What's their season win total set at? It's uh, eight and a half. Yeah, Even I, money. 
which and again, I think a lot, this this will be very similar to what we'll talk about in a second with Michigan State, who's another top five team bet over by the betting public. It might not be the sexiest team on paper, but it's all about the schedule, and that's the perception for both of those teams. Yeah, I, here's the reason why I don't see nine wins for the Hawkeyes to get to that over eight and a half. If you like the over, I go towards the under uh, because first of all, I think they're going to lose against Penn State. Penn State should be ten and two this year. We talked about that the other day. Wisconsin's got a good football team. They're going to be right there with uh, Luke Fickle as their new head coach. Braylon Allen, in my opinion, the best running back in the Big Ten. That's two losses. Then you've got also the game against Iowa State. That will not be an easy football game. That could be a third loss right there at Nebraska, potential hiccup. Illinois is a much improved football team. The Gophers always play uh, for the Floyd of Rosedale against sure. Iowa. Always a tough matchup. So I think this team, like I said, seven and five to me, eight and a half is a high number. I thought the number should have been set at seven and a half. Uh, I, I think the Hawkeyes are a seven and five team. I'd go under on this team. The other team in in that same ilk is Michigan State, who we we figured would have a big drop off last year. Amal after star player at running back Kenneth Walker was drafted to Seattle. And sure enough, that happened for head coach Mel Tucker, only five wins, really disappointing year. Tucker getting a whole lot of money to coach a five and seven team. And now he's back for year number four. Again, it's a, now a five and a half win total reflecting the five win team from a season ago, but interesting. I'm surprised them all to see so many people betting Michigan state over. You are getting plus plus one thirty on that, but it uh, seems like a cupboard that not necessarily bear, but a lot of missing parts. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. You look at the Spartan team, not a big believer right now. The quarterback situation's up in the air. We're not sure what they're going to have in terms of who their starter is going to be. You've got a couple of guys competing at this point in time. That's the big situation right now with uh, Noah uh, Noah Kim, potentially the starter there. I, I just don't like this team. I, I don't think they're that good, and I have a lot of concerns about them. And I want to tell you what, I love the fact that Michigan State's Board of Regents, their athletic department is so dumb <laughs> that they would hire a moron like Mel Tucker to be a lifetime coach for them. Congratulations to Sparty. Enjoy five and seven. I don't know what toilet bowl you get to go to when you're six and six, but that's what's in the future for this program. Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan are so far ahead of them that Ohio, those three schools don't even see Sparty in the rearview mirror. Think about this. Remember when they had a highly ranked team? They went to Columbus. Yeah. I think they gave up a 49 spot in the first half against the Buckeyes. The, Mel Tucker. That game was 21 nothing five minutes in, if I remember correctly. It, it was an absolute blow. Mel Tucker <laughs> is the Peter Prince of what it's finest. You reach your highest level of incompetency. His highest level of incompetency is coaching in East Lansing as a head coach. This team and this program are mediocre. They're stuck in the mud. They're going nowhere with this guy. I can tell you right now they'll be looking for a buyout in three years. I can't. There's nothing I could say to push back against that. I completely agree. Who cares about the five and a half wins? They're irrelevant. Let them yeah. go to a bowl game. Let the Bill, uh, Big Ten make a little bit more money. They're not that good. They're going to lose at UW. That Huskies game's a tough one. They should beat CMU and Richmond in the first two games. Maryland's not an easy out. Uh, at Iowa, lose. Michigan, loss. At Ohio State, loss. Penn State. This team's got five losses right now from the jump. Uh, at Minnesota, it's going to be another loss. I'm going to tell you right now, under 500, here we come in East Lansing. Oh. When, when is uh, Midnight Madness in, uh, at the Breslin Center? <laughs> That's a good question. The Izone already making preparations for 20. They're going to have a good team. They're going to have a top five team. They they've will. got one of the best coaches in college basketball, and they've got one of the most inept coaches in college football. So you think about which team you're going to support uh, this year. I would make the same decision as, as many of the folks in East Lansing will be doing. Uh, speaking of one of the former, uh, these former schools that Mel Tucker was at, Colorado. Yeah. What do you make of all, like, it's not a surprise, right? To see so many people very much in love with and drinking the Kool-Aid of a new head coach and Deion Sanders coming to Boulder. We had Mike Pritchard on earlier in the week, the former Colorado Buffalo won a national championship there under Bill McCartney back in the early nineties. He's, he is invested in his alma mater over three wins. They're at three and a half. Now the most single bet over team, at least from bet MGM at even money. I'm all what, what realistically though, do you expect from a team that you talk about cover being bare? I mean, there wasn't even like a jar of mayo in that cupboard last year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, you know, I'm looking right now at the CU depth chart. I have never seen this before in my life. On their top 44, they have four returning players. Four. Four. I mean, it's crazy. Between recruits, transfers in from JUCOs or other colleges, four. this team is completely different. <laughs> uh, they get Alton McCaskill, the running back from Houston, who a couple of years ago had a 1,000-yard season last year, had a knee injury like that. Cavassier Smoke, uh, I like him a lot at the tailback position. So he's gone out and got some players. There's no question about it. His son, uh, quarterback Shadur Sanders, I have not seen him play, did not watch Jackson State play. But you got Travis Hunter, who is, remember, the number one recruit in the nation. A lot of Florida State people that are still mad at Deion Sanders for taking him away from FSU. 
He was committed there. So they've got some pieces and some parts. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out. If you've never been to CU Boulder, it's one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. Great place to go to school. So I think eventually we'll be able to get things turned around. The schedule right now when you look at this team is going to be a bit challenging. They open up with TCU. Not an easy game on the road. Then, of course, you're going to play that Pac-12 schedule. Do they get over their season win total? I think it's, what, three and a half? Three and a half, yeah. Probably not. Maybe if they do, it's going to be some early victories and they can build upon that. But overall, look, it's for me, I don't really care what happens in year one. If they go 0-12 or if they get five wins, either way, I'm not worried about this year. It's more towards what's going to happen in 2024. Yeah, I just understand why Yeah, why people with so many unknowns, it's, like, it's impossible to project how a team with, as you mentioned, literally four returners and and some names that are very, very highly regarded from the recruiting rankings, but put them together in a locker room and, and a first year head coach. It is really hard to just say and feel like, how could you have conviction if you're betting a Colorado over, even if, even if you like the pieces coming in? Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. Here's where I'm going to kind of refute your statement, because sometimes when you have the unknown, it could turn into something great. And if you like it and, Look, winning four games over the course of 12 is not an overwhelming number. Sure. And, and I get your point, and I, I think the majority of the time you'd be right in what you're saying. But the one argument I would make is, you know, everyone talks about Dion, and they forget when he played, this guy watched more film than anybody. And, you know, we sit there and we look at certain coaches. You go, well, how's he going to do? How's he going to do? Urban Meyer, everywhere he went, he takes over a 3-9 and nine Bowling Green team, goes 9-3 and three his first year, goes to Utah, and goes 22-2 and two his second year. He goes undefeated. He goes to Florida, second year, he wins a national title. His fourth year, he wins a national title. Third year at Ohio State, he wins a national title. I'm not saying that Deion Sanders is Urban Meyer, but this is a guy that played in two professional sports. He's a Hall of Famer in the National Football League, arguably the greatest cornerback of all time. He's got talent. He can reach guys. If you've ever seen any of the clips at Colorado, I mean, most people would be ready to run through a wall for him. So I'm not going to discount what could potentially be there. For me, year one doesn't mean as much, and I'm not suggesting he's going to be able to have a Sonny Dykes type of season because Dykes did have some talent there. But I don't think you should sleep on the Buffaloes in the sense that they're going to just be, you know, 2-10. and I think they'll compete. Let's see what happens early on. Yeah, totally. That's a completely valid statement to make. That's why I, I look at three and a half. Seems like a very fair win total for I the agree. Bucks in 2023. Those are the most bet overs on the win totals in college football. When we return, we'll talk about the five teams who have been the most bet to the under in 2023. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Still to come on this hour of Sharp Money, we'll talk a little buy or sell ahead of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Watching a couple of games in Major League Baseball that have just wrapped up. We'll get you caught up here in about 15 minutes. One game on right now. Mariners won, twins nothing. Big game with divisional implications there in the bottom of the third. All right, we go to the most bet unders uh, this year, Mall. So, yeah, I felt like we, it was a little, a little surprising to see some of the teams at the top on the most bet overs. I can't say the same thing about the unders. Some some teams I'm not surprised necessarily to see. Most five popular bet unders on these season win totals. This is as of BetMGM, so it might not apply to every single book. But nationally at BetMGM, Kansas at five and a half on the win total. That is plus 125 to the under, getting a lot of play. You and I all talked about Oklahoma yesterday. Seven and a half, they are the second favorite out of the Big 12. Oklahoma there, seven and a half under minus 115. So where do you feel that, like the Jayhawks fit in after they did surprise a lot of people last year? And were, uh, they were a great, like a great team from a, an over perspective because the offense was really, really good with a young freshman at a quarterback in Jalen Daniels, but the defense just gave you nothing. So how do we figure that uh, plays out now in 23? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting when you look at this team. I think the Jayhawks, you mentioned it, Lance Leopold, they did a really nice job. They kind of caught some people by surprise last year. I don't think that will happen as much as you come into the 2023 season. But you mentioned it. Jalen Daniels, tremendous quarterback, like his mobility. Uh, you look at this team on the perimeter, not bad. You've got some experienced guys in Arnold Skinner and Grimm, all upperclassmen. That'll help a lot. Uh, Devin Neal at the tailback position, solid. And then, you know, even as a backup, Jason Bean, and the reason why I bring him up, this guy is, might be the fastest college football player in the country. He was a 100-meter state champ in the state of Texas. He can flat-out fly. But, again, defensively, can this team get better? That's the big concern I have. Uh, if they can do that, they've got a chance. They blew that game. Was it against Arkansas in the uh, in the bowl game? Yes, yeah, lost uh, in the triple overtime yeah. loss. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think this team is one. They were trailing in the game, and then they come back. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure in terms of how I kind of see this Jayhawks team. I'm not necessarily anti-Jayhawks. I'm not pro-Jayhawks. 
this the season win total set, set right where it should be. To me, when you look at the Big 12, I think you have too many of these teams in the middle of the pack, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma State. I know Texas Tech has picked fifth in the league in terms of odds to win the uh, conference, Ben. Mm-hmm. But I feel like these are teams that can go five and seven, eight and four, seven and five, anything and everything in between here and there. Uh, so I'm not going to get involved with this Kansas team. And I apologize. I don't really have a strong opinion on this team because the defense can be so bad, but offensively, they are tough, man. They they put pressure on you because they're going to go with tempo. They they sit there and they run that multiple uh, pro set. I, I think they're going to be dangerous. No, no doubt. Well, you think about it too, just perception. Kansas was picked last of the Big 12 preseason poll 12 consecutive years, yeah, including last year. Yeah, now I'm looking at the poll that just came out uh, from a couple weeks ago at the Big 12 media days. Kansas picked ninth in the poll out of 14 teams. And so you, you have a different perception and a different set of expectations now for a coach in Lance Leopold who's done a tremendous job after coming over from Division Three Wisconsin-Whitewater. Now with the attention on, that is a difficult task to overcome when you still have a lot of holes to fill on defense. So I, I get why people are betting KU under. I'm kind of with you, Amal. I, I wouldn't touch that either way. Five and a half under is uh, the plus money price there at plus 125. As we transition, go to a couple other teams. Let's go out west them all. Two Pac-12 teams on this list of most bet unders and the Stanford Cardinal uh, in, a, in a bit of, uh, you would imagine, with some transition at two and a half there. The under is plus 110 right now. Won three games last year. It marked the end of the David Shaw era as head coach. Now they bring in Troy Taylor. Not expected to be very good are the Cardinal this year. Uh, and you think about where they actually start. It's back-to-back road games at Hawaii and then at USC. So not exactly an easy cupcake non-con either for a new head coach. Not a great combination normally. No, it's not. But I'll tell you what. Stanford should be able to win this game despite going to the Island. You play it Friday. It's a late start uh, for them from a body clock standpoint, eight o'clock Pacific time. Uh, but this is a Hawaii team that still has some question marks surrounding them. They get Sacramento State on the schedule. That's where Troy Taylor comes in. He's the former head coach of the Sacramento State Hornets. So a big jump up now going to a power five conference in the Pac-12, a league like the Pac-12. So it'll be a challenge there. Ben, here's the problem though. Okay. Let's say you win two of those three games. If they don't beat Hawaii, this team it's, is going to win. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. They're not getting there. So it's not a bad bet on Stanford. If you want to roll the dice, and if you think they're going to lose to the, to the Warriors to start the season, this could be a good one. I mean, you've got uh, Notre Dame, UCLA, USC, Oregon. I mean, you've obviously got that Pac-12 schedule. It's, it's going to be tough. So I think Stanford is somewhere between two to three wins. I just don't see them getting that third win in conference play. Look, the Cal game, the, the big game is a rivalry. Uh, but that game on the farm, Cal still got some question marks, but Justin Wilcox's team is still better to me than the Stanford Cardinal. By the way, I was ripping on Mel Tucker. How the hell does Justin Wilcox have a job? I actually know a lot of guys that went to Cal. Dude, pull your money together and let's go. Buy out Justin Wilcox. What the hell is going on over there? Yeah. They would have actually been able to join the Big yeah. 12 if they weren't so inept on in football. That's fair. Yeah, and yet here they are. Oh, by the way, I just looked up Stanford ten point favorites at Hawaii week one, or it's a week great, yeah. that, or week zero. That's a, that's it. That is a very interesting spot now. Like ben, Hawaii. Ben, if you're calling the game, I don't know if you will because it's on CBS Sports Network. But do you need a spotter? I've, <laughs> I would love to take you with me to Hawaii for yeah, yeah, a late night come on, Stanford man. Hawaii game. I would dream about that. Yeah. Plus, by the way, I'm the least liable on your expense reports. I order water. I don't get dessert. Do. No appetizers, man. Trust me, you wouldn't even know I'm along for the ride. True. You'll take a boat there, no plane? No pro- Well, you know, last time I was in Hawaii, we were there, and we were staying in Waikiki, and it was like, hey, want to walk to U of H? So, like, it's too far. I'm like, trust me, your island is like nothing, okay? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I walked. I lived in Miami Beach. I've walked the entire beach up and down all the way to Aventura, back to South Beach where I live. So, no, I think it's a great opportunity if you're Stanford to get off to a fast start. You get that game against Sacramento State. Two games you've got to win. Look, USC, the second week of the season, they're going to be huge dogs at home. Uh, Arizona, uh, Jed Fish has got that program going in the right direction. The Ducks, oh, you know what? The third win could come off of a bye Friday, October 13th, Folsom Field against Colorado. I don't think they're going to win the game, but it's one that they could win. And I'll tell you one thing. You better not bet both Stanford and Colorado over. Because you need one of those wins, so don't <laughs> yes. bet both of them over. Well, it seems like a lot of people think Colorado will win that game because Colorado, the most bet team to the over at BetMGM, Stanford, one of the, th- the five most bet teams uh, to the under. Uh, how about the sticking in that conference? So Kenny Dillingham comes over yep. as the OC for Morgan, OC quarterbacks coach for the Ducks. 
gets the job at Arizona State, another team in the Pac-12 undergoing transition. And so you look at where ASU is at. Four and a half is the win total. It is uh, juiced over, so you could get plus 130, taking the under. Team that won just three games after Herm Edwards was fired after the first three games of the season, finished out with the Sean Aguano with an interim tag for the rest of that year. What, what realistically should we set expectations for on these Sun Devils in 23? Uh, you know, I think this team, if they can even get to 500, it's, it's a win for them. I don't like them uh, right now. Kenny Dillingham excuse me, you mentioned comes in, but he's got, a, he's got a situation right now where you're not really thrilled about the quarterback play, right? Uh, when you look at a Drew Pine, Notre Dame transfers there, uh, Jaden Rashida, a big time freshman comes in. Let's see what he can do. Trenton Bourgeois is back under center, but didn't love him a lot. So we'll see what this team is able to do. A lot of question marks. Look, this is a program to me that has criminally underachieved. You should be so much better if you're Arizona State. Going to school in Tempe, if you can get kids on campus, they should never be considering any other program. It is a great place to uh, go to school. Tons of beautiful co-eds. I mean, look, that's the reality of recruiting, right? You're appealing to 16-, 17-, 18-year-old guys. You should be getting guys that want to come and play at Arizona State. When ASU was doing well with Bruce Snyder in the 90s, they had a ton of kids from Southern California. L.A. is not that far away. This program right now, when you look at it, Ben, still have a lot of question marks. Long way to go for them to get to where they want to be. I just don't think they're going to achieve that. You look at the schedule right now. You've got the Oklahoma State Cowboys coming to Tempe. It'll be one advantage with the weather. It'll be very hot. They put those opposing teams in the sun. Yep. ASU's a little bit towards the bench now. It is a later start, so the sun will have probably set, but it's still hot. It'll be 90 degrees plus at kickoff. Fresno State comes calling. The Bulldogs are never a gimme. This team, they do have Cal. They have Colorado. Uh, Washington State, I have some question marks about. Then you've got the, um, I think, what is it, the Commonwealth Cup down there? Yes, it is. Commonwealth Cup. Another underappreciated rivalry. People don't know if you've not been to these games or if you've not been to that part of the country. Listen, ASU and U of A, majority of the people are in Phoenix. They all work together. You want to win that football game. So I think, Ben, if they could win four games to uh, to five games, potentially, it's a great season. And season win total is at what? Four and a half, yeah. uh, It's plus 130 to the under or over? To the under. To the under. I'm going to tell you. I would take a shot with the under four and a half here. I would not bet the over f- to get to five games because we'll see where Colorado's when they play them at Cal. I can see Arizona state finding a way to screw that game up. And Cal does one good thing under uh, Wilcox. They find a way to win one game every year. They shouldn't win. And I'm not saying ASU's that team, <laughs> yeah. but outside of Southern yeah. Utah, this team could start one and three. Cause they got the, um, Man, the schedule makers are nice to them. They open up the entire month of September. Well, they go September 30th to Cal, but the first four games, including the Trojans, are in in Tempe in that weather. That's an advantage. I just don't think they've got the players right now to be able to beat these other teams. Completely uh, agree with you on that, Brian Ortega, Tucson guy, our, pr- our producer behind the glass. He, he's right. but he's a bear down, right? Um, yeah, I guess I went to UNLV, so I mean, I'm I'm indifferent. But I did have my dad <laughs> did have 50 yard uh, uh, yard seats at uh, U of A Stadium, so. That's when they sucked, though. So what years? Um, uh, basically, until then they started getting good. I don't know, mid two thousands. They weren't that good. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be a bit more specific <laughs> on that. When we come back, we'll talk some buy or sell with the trade di- deadline coming up in Major League Baseball. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in twenty twenty two by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on futures and season win totals. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides in full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175. Or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only 19 bucks to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. This offer ends July 31st, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. We are 15 minutes away from the Sports Betting Hall of Famer, Vinny Maliulo, joining us in studio here at the South Point in Las Vegas, getting everybody caught up to them all on the day baseball in MLB. A couple of finals here. Mets lose again. Wow. Michael Kopech and the White Sox beat the Mets and Jose Quintana 6-2 as about plus 140 dogs. And seems like how many days have there been this MLB season where the whole market goes about 20 cents in favor of the Mets and then they just lay a complete egg? Yeah, I think it's time to be complete sellers on the Mets. Obviously, there will be spots where you can bet them to win games, but this team yeah. is looking towards now 2024. Look, everyone's talking about Shohei Otani going to the Dodgers. I believe he's going to wind up with the Mets. I think the Mets are going to overpay after a bad season, and it's going to be hard to get him away from the West Coast. Obviously, being from Japan saves you five and a half to six hours when you're going back to Japan. But here's the argument I would make. How often is Shohei going back to Japan that he needs to worry about it? Yes. And also, if actually, if you really factor in the, the raw air miles, yeah. it's only about a, like, legitimately, it's only about a three-hour difference. Even though, even though we think of, oh, L.A. to New York is a six-hour flight. New York to Tokyo is 13 hours. L.A. to Tokyo is 10. So it's really not that bad. Listen, he's on the PJ. He'll be okay. I, that's and that's also a fine point too. He will be. He'll be just all right. Yeah. Uh, that one goes under the the nine total today. And then Michael Lorenzen wins a pitcher's duel for Detroit over Zach Greinke and the Royals today. Another one that stays under nine. Tigers win as a dollar thirty-five consensus favorites today. And isn't this the thing that frustrates us the most about <laughs> Seattle, where Mariners lead one nothing bottom of the fourth against Pablo Lopez and the Minnesota Twins, but Mariners have bases loaded, nobody out, bottom of the first, right at the shoot. Lopez can barely locate in the zone, only get one run out of it. Has thrown a ton of pitches, 67 pitches through his first three plus innings, and yet the Mariners only have one run on the board. Right, right as I say that, Mariners, oh, yep, that, yeah, solo homer. All right, that's all it took. Well, here come the M's. Ben, you the are second hard. half stretch begins right it, now. It is so obvious Ben is a play-by-play guy. 100% jinxed it. As soon as he so says good. the pitch goes, and I mean, forget about it. This thing was hitched to straightaway center. <laughs> it could not have been out anymore. Uh, 405 feet uh, exit velo of 103.2. I mean, he says it right on cue. Only one run, boom. I mean, just squares this up center, center. I mean, just absolutely crushed it to center field, and it's gone 2 nothing right now, Twins. By the way, um, Mariners, Mariners, by the way. I'm sorry. Tw- uh, yeah, absolutely. Mariners it's one of those weird play-by-play DNA things. Where we, just, we just know. I don't know why. I can't, I can't explain it. Oh, warning track power on the next one. But uh, real quick, a quick update from Minnesota. Um, Jordan Addison, the rookie, was cited, not arrested, for going 140 and a 55. <sighs> I want to know how he wasn't arrested. If you go 85 miles yes. over the speed limit, how are you not arrested? You can be arrested for going 30 over the speed limit. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. You're supposed to. Yeah, by the letter of the law, law you're supposed absolutely. to be. 85 over? Uh, you know one thing. Jordan Addison's not the fastest guy in the world. Maybe that's why he was trying to open it up out there. But, man, come on. You're a rookie. It's so dumb. Hey, you know what? Did, did none of these guys learn a lesson from Henry Ruggs? Nope. You just have to go fast. This is, like, ridiculous. I, and, you know, maybe I'm, I'm anti because I'm not a speeder. So that's why I just don't understand. Like people actually, if they, uh, he's probably just trying to, he's probably in a fancy sports car going fast, but it's like most people don't actually even realize if you're not going over a long distance, the speeding is actually not justified mathematically. You're completely right. I got a D minus in math. 
Our friends at NHTSA remind, or, or, yeah, should, exactly. should be partnering with our guy, Amal Shaw. Going fast puts lives on the line. Jordan Addison somehow Because you hit anything? Everybody's oh. toast. Yeah. And does it really save you any legitimate time in the long run? Probably not. No. Uh, let's get to some buyers and sellers here, Amal. We're coming up on the trade deadline. Ten days away. August 1st is right around the corner. So who's buying, who's selling the, f- the first team uh, on our list? We'll just get the Mariners out of the way right uh, right away because we have been talking about them all. They're a game under 500 with that 2 nothing lead right now over Minnesota. Uh, their, their official playoffs odds to make minus 235 to miss plus 186. I was so high on them coming out of the All-Star break have been uh, looking like a fool so far, but do you think they end up actually buying considering the history here and that they were aggressive buyers at the deadline in 2022? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. First of all, you evaluate the American League, and I think any team that's legitimately in contention and has the pieces, unlike the Angels, I think the Angels have to be sellers, but I think the M's are in a position to be able to go forward here. Right now, they're sitting 10 games back in the division. That's probably not a realistic scenario for them. But Ben, when you look at the wild card, they're about five, five and a half games out. Toronto did win today. M's are exactly five and a half games back. If they get a win, they'll be five back. I I think there's still an opportunity here. You look at the angels in front of you, the Yankees who have been scuffling, the Red Sox haven't been playing great baseball. And then it's the Astros. You're going to have some division opportunities. If I were Seattle with the pitching that they have, uh, I would go for it. Completely agree. It's, it's much as it's a team that got really, really hot from early July on last year, they have all the pieces to do. So I'd be looking uh, the same way. It's, it's one of those things too. Like the pitching is good. They just, they need to be more consistent on the hitting side and just manufacturing with runners and scoring position been a big issue all year, not taking out their opportunities when they have the ducks on the pond. I'd like to see them at a bats this year. They, they have, you know, they've swung and missed on some, on some guys the last couple of years where like they remember, they kind of overpaid for Jesse Winker. He really struggled after a career in Cincinnati. So that to me is the bigger issue. Amal. It's not the pitching for Seattle. It's, it's more the, the offense. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And you know, everyone, talks about launch angle, this, that, and the other. I, I still think it's one of the dumbest things in baseball. At the end of the day, how is it that everybody back in the 90s and early 2000s could all hit 300 and 290 and 280, and these guys can't even hit their weight anymore? At some point in time, you've got to look at it and say, we're being paralyzed by over-analysis with the analytics and move forward. And to me, any team that actually figures that out, look at Luis Arise. He's, he's just puts the ball in play. And he's only, that hard. You know I mean? He's doing a tremendous job year after year. And I think if you're Seattle, when you look at it, They've got an opportunity. I still think they should make a move. One other thing, Ben, I think baseball should push the trade deadline permanently back from August 1st or July 31st to August 31st because then it keeps more teams in contention. Sure. And then teams have a greater understanding of where they're at because a team like Seattle is a perfect example. They're kind of on the precipice of should we sell, should we buy, what should we do? It's a hard decision to make. But let's say they don't make a move or they become sellers, and then all of a sudden you get on a 10-game winning streak, or if you go the other way and you get on a 10-game losing streak. So to me, I think you should push the trade deadline back. It's beneficial for the sport. Yep. And uh, by the way, just to clarify on the make-miss playoffs odds, the most up-to-date Mariners, 5-1 to one to makes. You're, you're getting a sprinkle there. Five and a half back entering plate today. They have that two nothing lead bottom four to miss is minus six fifty. You've been on record as saying angels should be sellers. They're right. You sit at uh, sit at the angels right now. Team that is forty nine and forty eight. Technically, it's it's funny though because I, I don't think there's anybody in the entire baseball world who thought the angels should be buyers. And they go on this brief little uh, winning spell and and seem to have you know maybe turned the corner very very briefly. But it's a hundred sixty two game season. What more outside of this super, super small sample size that just happens to be butted up 10 days prior to the trade deadline would give us any sort of indication that the Angels are for real outside of what we've just seen very, very recently? No, you're absolutely right about that. And look, if Artie Moreno chooses not to sell, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a criminal mistake by the Angels. And nobody should support them. I'm talking about the people that go to their games. You've got to make a move. I get the greatness of Shohei Otani. He's a once a lifetime player, not even once a generation, once a lifetime player. But the reality is this team is going nowhere fast. They haven't done anything with Mike Trout. I mean, we're going to look back and say they squandered Mike Trout's career. I don't know if there's been a player, and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, whose level of greatness has been squandered more over their career than a player like Mike Trout in any sport. It's hard to think of. But at the same time, the team that they just beat, the Yankees, who scored seven runs in three games, are basically the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Yankees right now. 
It's a, tri- it's a triple-A offense. How can you really look at that and go, all right, that's all we needed, a sweep of the Yankees at home who can't hit. Now we're going we're gonna to be buyers. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned this Yankees team scuffled against the Colorado Rockies. They continue to struggle. We know this offense has been inept since Aaron Judge has been out of the lineup. It doesn't seem like things are going to turn around anytime soon for them. They replaced their hitting coach. They bring in Sean Casey, former big leaguer who was a teammate of Aaron Boone's, I believe, in Cincinnati. And this team is still has not figured out how to put the ball in play. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Completely agree that uh, there, there's not much to, to get excited about, despite the recent sweep for L.A. Uh, over the Yankees. Uh, one other one rapid fire here, the Cleveland Guardians, who a couple games back in Minnesota in that AL Central. It's interesting because under most circumstances, you would say, yes, they will be buyers, the Guardians. But this has not been a franchise that's really been willing to spend money. And they've, they've still made it work under manager Terry Francona. So I wonder how that strategy will be front office this time around. Yeah, and to me, I still think anybody in the American League right now should make a move, make a push. You mentioned the Guardians. Look, they don't get a ton of support it in Northeast Ohio. It's going to be the Browns, the Cavs and the guardians when they're playing well, will get some support there in the nineties. The Cleveland Indians sold out every game for, I think five or six straight years, something Jake. ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. But remember those teams the 94 during the strike season, they were a hundred wins and 44 losses. So that's how good they were. Um, but at this point in time, I would not be surprised if the Guardians end up being sellers. That's the one thing that cautions me from making a bet on the Guardians to be able to win the division. I know Minnesota's playing well out of the break. I still think the Twinkies will falter at some point in time. It's been a trend for a couple of small market teams like that. Guardians, by the way, plus 250 second choices in the AL Central. I mean, the Brewers are leading the division last year, and they were sellers. So it, it's that plague of small market team that sometimes you see infiltrate these Major League Baseball front offices. We'll have much more to discuss in our final hour of Sharp Money, including the Sports Betting Hall of Famer Vinny Maliulo joining us in studio right after this. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.